is this brief mortal life, if not the pursuit of legacy? Hey everybody, welcome to Green and Black. This is Mike, and we are here to talk about episode four of the House of the Dragon, uh, King of the Narrow Seas. And I say we because I am joined by a very special guest today, my good friend, uh, who's been on the podcast before, Justin Phillips. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up, Mike? What's up, everyone? I as honestly always feel such a great honor anytime I am on this podcast because I enjoy um, listening to you guys, you and Randell, especially when you guys talk about my favorite topic, which is anything Game of Thrones, and now officially House of the Dragons. So I'm glad that you that you have me on here because I have so much to say, so much to talk about, especially that spicy. Spicy episode that we experienced. Ah, uh, yes. Episode episode three, the good old Hey Uncle episode. Oh my goodness, yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. It was it was a wild one. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. And it, it you know, it was kind of one of the things I don't know, are you you have you read like any of the books or are you just like a TV fan when it comes I... to this stuff? I would love to be a books guy. I even bought, um, oh my goodness, I, I want to make sure I say this anyway, a Game of Thrones book. I, I think it's called Ice and Fire. Bought one of those books. I have yet to even read like more past three pages of it. Um, so I have yet to read any of the books, especially The House of the Dragon, Fire and Blood. Um, but I'm very tempted. I'm like, but at the same time, I don't want to read it because I, I'm I'm just enjoying just watching and being surprised by things. <laughs> yeah, and that is, you know, that's a very valid place to be is you don't want to be surprised by things. You know, yes. the 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 other side of it is when you are like you know what's coming but you want to see how it comes. Oof. Um and you know, so there's always that, you know, it's like the book readers like back in Game of Thrones days, you know, back in season 3 like book readers knew the red wedding was coming. Oh my goodness! Um, you know, so part of the part of the fun of that was, you know, actually seeing it come to life and figuring out how it was going to come, and then part of the fun of it was watching like Twitter melt down uh, once it happened. And you know, we're kind of seeing the same thing here. <laughs> those of us who've who've read Fire and Blood, you know, and know that certain things are going to happen, you know, even though even though Fire and Blood is because of the way it's written, it's like, it's almost written like a history text. So it's like yeah, very, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. And there's not a lot of like narrative in it. Um, so, but knowing that, like, for instance, this scene was in the book where, uh, oh you know, goodness. Damon takes Rhaenyras to the street of silk and teaches her things knowing that was there and wondering, well, are they going to do this? How are they going to do this? And it's, yep. Yeah. They just, they just did it. They did it. Do you, do you think they did it justice? I have to ask. They, yes. Well, I'm going to say it was actually, I'm going to say two things. It was actually racier than Ooh. in the book than it was in the show. Uh, in the book, they had gone out several times. Oh, and Damon, uh, let's, let's say, instructed her oh, Lord. Um, oh, in certain aspects of nice choice of words <laughs> of uh of 
you know, being being with each other and enjoying her sexuality um, without actually having, you know, as Otto would put it, coupling. Yes, um, <laughs> that's my new word, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> anytime I see something, yeah, definitely coupling. right there. And um. And then you know the with the final time being, uh, when they actually went to uh, the brothel together, and you know almost coupled. Um, yeah, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so and it actually it was it was also not Kristen Cole that she wound up with that night. It was somebody else. Really. Who is in the show? So it'd be interesting that, to see how they play that over. So no spoilers. Can we keep pausing? Because now I'm I'm thinking some things. Because if it, if it's not Kristen Cole, and I please, if you don't mind, no spoilers. So I'm just gonna take um take, take a hypo, you know rhetorical guess here, but um uh, I think maybe um what's the strong one of the, the um I forgot his first name the the the, the guard in the show that that that, that caught her. In the act, but he, you know, he let her go. He's from How Strong. Harwin, that's Harwin Strong. He's one of Harwin. the city, one of the city guards. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, maybe that's who because in the previous episode, I, I, I something I caught on around like when he gave her that look when she came back to camp. That that, that oh. look was a little bit it was unique. So that's interesting that they that you know just hearing this from you that originally that wasn't Kristen Cole. Yeah. Well, that, no. Or, originally, she had made a play for him and he kind of and and but it didn't it didn't really kind of work out and and his philosophy was like he was like let's run away together let's go to essos where we'll be away from your family we'll be out of your father's reach he won't be able to get to us and you know and i have skills and 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 I can, you know, sell my services. And she's kind of like, eh, let's see. On the one hand, I can be the commoner wife of a sellsword. And on the other hand, I could be queen of the seven kingdoms. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think she picked right, I think she picked the right choice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which, of course, you know, turns Kristen against her eventually. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what plays out because they've already made a bunch of changes um, in in the series compared, strictly speaking, to what's in the books. So, um, I, for, in, for yeah, instance, yeah. for instance, in this episode, the duel we'll talk about in a little bit um, between uh, you know Lord Bracken and Little Lord Blackwood. Oh, I love that. That was that was my favorite scene in the in the book. Lord Bracken wins. Really, and in, and in yeah, and in this in the show, they decided to make it Lord Blackwood. So, um, so they are they are they do make some changes between between the book and uh, I guess to keep us all guessing. Now I, I now I heard from like various sources that while the the book is just like a, it's like it's like a um, an account like basically people just give based on you know who was there at the time. Correct. So the, exactly. They're not like it may be on on point, maybe off point. Whereas the actual show is like legit, the actual right. facts. Right, exactly. The book is like a history told by various people. Some of those people who may even be unreliable, like one of the right mushroom. One of the sources in the book is this character called Mushroom, who you don't know who it is. 
Um, mm-hmm. But supposedly it's one of one of the court jesters. And so they're in a position where nobody really pays attention to them and they hear a lot of things and they, they see a lot of things. And we have not um, identified in the show, and that's one of the big mysteries, is who is Mushroom? Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it the bard? Is it the fool? You know, there's the there's the dwarf in the show. Um, you know, yep, I seen I'm, I seen a lot. So you know, maybe it's somebody that we haven't seen yet. Maybe, so yeah. So there's you know, and there's a question of you know, mushrooms reliability is you know, is mushroom just exaggerating to tell a story? Could be drunk. <laughs> exactly. You know, so uh, you know, is he exaggerating? Whereas the show is. It's more of a, it's a narrative. It's a story based around these incidents that are listed in the book. And so it's obviously um, a lot more involved. And and keep in mind is that this show starts in the middle of the book. Yes, I heard that. That's, I think that's an interesting call. It is. And, and not only that, but I think it opens up for a lot, you know, they could very easily make this like an anthology series where they do a few seasons of one story, a few seasons of another story. I would you know love that. So I they do. So, so supposedly this story is going to be four seasons. So they do four seasons of the dance of dragons, you know, the Targaryen civil war, but then they could go and do two or three seasons of Aegon's conquest, well, that you know, which is really interesting stuff. They could go and do a couple of seasons of Robert's rebellion they could do the Blackfire Rebellion. You know, there's a lot of stories in that book that they could, um, that they could draw on yeah, and keep it within the Targaryen family. Yeah, I, I can see what you're going with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like when you were so right now, they're just basically doing just the beginning of the fall of the Targaryens with correct, the, right, with right. This, this is you know there was you know a long period of peace under Jaehaerys, yeah, and right. you know now there's there you know and there was this first succession crisis, um, which where Jaehaerys and the and, claims. what's that? With the all those claims, right? All those claims. Well, there was really two two major mm-hmm. claims. There was, you know, there was um, Renice, yeah, um, and her son, and you know, and then there was Viserys, and so you know, but but then Jaehaerys like kind of set the rule that a woman can't sit on the Iron Throne. So he Which, set the rule. That's interesting. He, well, yeah, because before that, it was, you know, it was always kind of the firstborn was always a son and there was always a male heir. Yes. But, yes. but Jaehaerys did not have a surviving male heir. Yeah, I heard about died, that. <laughs> right. So it was basically he had two grandchildren and one was a woman and one was a man. And even though the woman, if had she bought a, been born a, and and the woman had a male heir, and so so Rhaenys, had she been a man, she would have had the better claim. You would have a stronger claim, absolutely, absolutely. But but the council, all the lords decided on Viserys, so or Viserys, so it was kind of the rule was set that a that a you know. A woman can't stand in the way of a man's clan. That a woman can't sit on the Iron Throne, which 
Viserys then overturned by selecting Rhaenyra. Yes. His his heir. Who I, I believe would be a, would be once again somebody that has not read the books, but I think she will be an awesome and awesome because she she has the training, she she has the skills, she knows Correct. how to do. She'll be an awesome heir. She'll be an awesome queen. Right. You know, and and the other option is is Aegon. Yep. <laughs> Viserys's son, who is you know sixteen years younger than Rhaenyra, so. Now, because I was, I've been thinking this. I don't, I don't understand why they didn't think this. Because and this, this is how you know I'm very used to like things, Game of Thrones, and even House of the Dragon. I don't think they solve the problem by having uh, Rhaenyra marry Aegon. Well, that was certainly Otto's choice. I know. Yeah, I know. Lord, yes, that's absolutely. He, he. I know he. I know he agreed with me, but he agreed with me for the wrong type of reasons. Oh well, I, I'm not a big fan of Otto. By the way, I just, I just. Uh, well, I don't think anybody's a big fan of Otto. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And this is shocking because I'm the type of person, you know me, Mike, that loves characters that people hate. But I just, I just can't. There's nothing appealing to me with them. Yeah. No, so. I get you, man. I was big. I was a big. Littlefinger fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, because <laughs> say what you want about Peter Baelish, but man, he had it figured out and he he, he made some moves that were pretty awesome. Yeah, you know what? You know what? In hindsight, thinking about their processing, yeah, he was like, that's what I like. I like people who know how to play the games. I'm not for the, like people like Ned Stark, people like, um, like we've seen King Viserys right now. Very nice people, you know. They may have a little one flaw here or there, but overall, nice people. But that's that's not going to keep you being a winner in this Game of Thrones. You're not going to last long in this game. So I like people like um like Cersei. I love that's that's my person. She knew how to play the game. And watching this show now, I like I like Rhaenyra's. She you know she's very young, but she knows how to play the game. Um, I even see a little bit even with Allison. But the thing about Alice is that she's I think she's easily swayed. Like she's not doing it for herself. She's easy from my my point of view, she's easily um manipulated by her father Otto. But she knows how to play the game nonetheless. She knows she knows what role she had to do and she did it diligently. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think certainly by the end of this episode you get the idea that Rhaenyra's is starting to figure it out. Oh, she's good. She when when she, you know, she makes that move and she's like, "Okay, I will, you know, I I will marry." marry. And but yes, yes, but there's a catch. There is a catch. She. (laughs) And what will you do about the vulture who perches upon your throne? What vulture? Your hand. Otto Hightower has served two kings loyally and faithfully. He wants Aegon to be named heir, and he will stop at nothing to see it done, including spying on me to bring about my ruin. You speak of the Conqueror's vision and the need for strength and unity across the realm, but how can that be accomplished with your most trusted advisor so self-interested? Every lord and lady that calls for an audience with me Every man on my small council and all councils past has been self-interested. It is unavoidable. I disagree. I will do my duty as heir and with Selenor. 
But you must first do yours as king. Oh yes, and and then that's when he. But I was shocked that he was willing. That that was that was interesting too. That he was willing to go along with this catch, and um, you know, fire. What apparently was his best friend, you know? Yeah, I thought the part of the. Go ahead, yeah. But here, but here's the thing: is one, Viserys is very easily manipulated. You know, when you think about yeah. like how easily Alicent manipulated him to like send aid out to the step zones. Yeah. When he was dead, he had been dead set against it for years. Um, you know, so he's 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 easily manipulated, and he's a people pleaser. Yes, you know? he is. Some is. But dumb. on the other hand, you know, Rhaenyra was smart enough to like put it out there in such a way she's kind of like you know you know look at what he's doing look at what he has to gain and look at all the steps that he's taken and who ben you know who, benefit. who benefits right yeah. that's always the question you have to ask is from, from anything you know it's kind of like that advice that you know peter baelish gave to gave to Sansa. Oh, Sansa, yes you know play you know Play every, you know, play every possible Thanks, scenario man. in your head. Yes, yes. You know, that way you'll never be surprised by anything. I mean, it's one of his best moments in the entire series. Don't fight in the north or the south. Fight every battle, everywhere, always. In your mind. Everyone is your enemy. Everyone is your friend. Every possible series of events is happening all at once. Live that way and nothing will surprise you. Everything that happens will be something that you've seen before. Yeah, that was remarkable. It really was. That's like one of the best quotes of the series as well. Too, and right? she's starting to get that and, and she's starting to figure, okay, so who really is to, who really gains from this? Just like who gains from you finding out what I did. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Who gains from, you know, reporting my activities to you? Who And who gains from, you know, who gains from having you marry Allison? Who gains from, you know, all of this? And she helped him put the pieces to the puzzle together. And it all points back to, uh, to Otto. Absolutely. Yeah. That she... She caught on. She caught on well, and she she really did. She played the upper hand. I'm very. When I saw that, I that was like a that was definitely like a, a big power move. It was definitely a great moment in that ep, in the, on a fantastic opera, but fantastic episode, and just let really let me um to wanting more. Like I can't wait to see next episode because now with him, according for me, quote unquote, out of the picture. <laughs> and I know he's not out of the picture. Like you saw it in the trailer, he t he told his daughter Allison, you know, do whatever you can do to make sure that um Aegon casts his has his place on the throne. So I'm a very excited, very excited to see how these next moves are going to be taking place. I'm oh, man. yeah, exactly. And you know, there's 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 obviously a whole lot left in here. Um, to to go and you know we have if you know you look at the season the episode five tra trailer we have another wedding feast oh we know we know weddings at Game of Thrones yep 
Maybe don't mix. <laughs> they don't mix well. <laughs> I don't know if they got the, the memo, though. I know they're back in time, but we should let them know. Like, just prepare, bring some extra protection or something because. <laughs> Ixnay, Ixnay on the anyway. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. And, uh, you know, so, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Um, it's, it's, it was interesting. You know, I noted in the trailer that Damon was at the wedding, even though he'd yeah. been banished. Yeah, that was weird too. I, I, I get that. to get the special invite. <laughs> she probably, she. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that was really interesting to see that. But, but, but that... it shows, you know, it shows a lot of maturity on her part that she's going to step up and take a role. But also she's probably, you know. Um, because there is, um, you know, there's a question about Lenore's, uh, Lenore's, uh, sexual preferences. Oh, you know what? I, I, I heard about that too. I, I didn't want to get into it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I heard that he, 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 um, he fishes on the other side of the sea and I think his lover, I forgot his lover's name, but, um, he was, she was seen in the trailer. <laughs> Not he, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and that's uh, Joffrey. Uh, I can't remember what his last name is off the top of my head, but yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely a part of it. Whew. And uh, so you know, he may be a safe bet for Rhaenyra. Yeah, because yeah. you know, in in Westeros, especially in the royal court, you know, marriages are done for political convenience. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, certainly, uh, Damon has no. You know, love lost for his wife. No, uh, yeah, I think that was really um, definitely exposed and mentioned during his conversation with Nero, with um, with Nero in the previous episode, the most recent episode too. And he actually met, like you said, he mentioned that to her, like you know, that you you can still do what you got, you can do. It's just marriage is just for you know political business reasons, but you can you can still do your things on the side. And he 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 let her, he showed her, um, you know. Firsthand, how that's done, if you know what I mean. Exactly. He's like, you know, you, you do what you do for, for the family business, and then you do what you want to do for yourself. And, and, it's, uh, and, and it's fine. You know, and, you know, I think what a lot of people were missing in the end of the last episode was that Viserys wasn't, he wasn't upset. Like, he wasn't upset at all that she was sneaking out of the castle. Like, Otto told her that, and he's like, what of it? You know, he didn't, he didn't care. You know, he knew that he had done it when he was young. You know, I'm sure he knew about those passages. Damon obviously knew about those passages. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> so uh, that wasn't his problem. And I, I, I personally don't even think that his problem was that it was Damon and, and Rhaenyra, like, mm. like the, like the uncle thing. Right. Because because they're Targaryens. Yeah, his his parents were his little. His parents were brother and sister. sister. Yeah, he was married to his own first cousin. Yes. You know? So so that I think the problem was was he was worried that she was she would get pregnant or that she would be found out that she wasn't a maiden anymore and that they were very that they did this publicly. Yeah. That's that was his problem. It wasn't yeah. that it wasn't that it was Damon is that they did this thing publicly. And, 
you know, and I think that was kind of, kind of cemented by, you know, when, um, cause, cause the conversation that it's like, you know, who's going to take you now? You know, he said, who's yeah. going to take her now? And Damon was like, I'll take her, you know, marry yeah. her to me, you know, but that's what Viserys was worried about. It was like, who am I going to get to marry her if they know that she's, you know, pouring around out in, in the yeah. street of Silk. She's like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that it was Damon. It wasn't that it was her uncle. That's normal for Targaryens. Yeah, and that that actually would have probably even been more of a, a beneficial thing because it would have been within exactly. the you know the bloodlines. But yeah, I see. I definitely understand. See, because it's all about power. It's about power. It's about right. It's about power, and it's about you know this show very very um, openly speaks about like gender roles in Western in this period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You know, it's drawing this bright line between what is acceptable for a man and what is acceptable for a woman. You know, he says, you know, Damon says to him, he's like, so what? We were, you know, we were going crazy when we were her age. Yeah. We were down there every night. And, you know, and Viserys is like, well, we were young men and she's just a girl. You know, I mean. Interesting point, Mike. Yes. That's that's clearly where that line is being drawn and that, you know, it's the responsibility of the family to marry the daughter off for political for political gain um and we see that this is great we see that a lot bringing it back to even like game of thrones because um, i'm reminded once again of um sansa you know like oh my goodness they're really playing so much chess even tyron um lannister how he was quick to try to marry how cersei marry up cersei yeah yeah to, but all to, to laurel yeah he's like you will marry will i'm your marry. father and you will marry yeah. him you know <laughs> So it's interesting, just like um, it's not so much necessarily like a callback, but just like a, I can see you know the similarities, and you know both shows in regards to that, and just how she is you know supposed to be quote unquote the heir. Although back you know episode three, they a lot of the men were saying like you know, we don't really expect her to be the real heir now that Aegon's born, but they'll still was willing to take her hand you know in marriage. So that's a lot to think about in the process, honestly. Yeah, and you know, obviously, when he, you know, that that ending when he sent the maester in with the moon tea. Oh my goodness! You know, or you know, <laughs> shall we shall we call it Plan T? Plan T. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's too funny. You know, it, it was kind of a serious way of saying, "Look, I know what you did. I don't care what you did, but it has ramifications." Yes, it does. And we need to make sure that you know you take care of it. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. We did not see her take that plan T. <laughs> exactly. So I'm wondering now. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Well, if she yeah. starts, and if she gets, you know, she gets married right away, then oh man, you know, it's entirely possible that. Um, and we've seen, you know, we've seen in the trailers, we've seen older Rhaenyra with her children, and her children. Do not have white hair. They do. <laughs> sure don't. I mean, they both got white hair. <laughs> they both got white hair, and um, them kids don't. So. They sure don't. I mean, I'm, I, this, this doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to put two and two together. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like something's amiss here. But that's that's what I want to know. I want. I'm hope, I'm wondering next episode. Is uh, anyone gonna bat an eye? Or if anybody gonna look that way, you know, and question, you know, the legitimacy of those kids. Well, if it, yeah, I mean, and if it follows the books, that 
that becomes a big issue. Oh is my goodness. Parentage of her children. I cannot um, wait. <laughs> you know, whereas nobody is going to straight out accuse her of anything because that would be treason. Yeah. But, you know, as we know, people talk and um, there is certainly some, uh, let's say you and me are not the only ones who notice the complexion of her children. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I mean, we got a, we got a brother. You know, her, her husband's a brother and, uh, them kids, you know what? But that makes you think about. Uh, <laughs> I have to get off rant. Makes you think about Michael Jackson. His, <laughs> well, let me stop. But I, yes, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But you know, gossip is very big in this show. It's very big because you think I think about um even the last episode again with all those maiden ladies, and then the um the person dealing with the disability. He's also the strong. Yeah. Yes. How okay. they're all... right. Like loose the lips. other, the other strong son. Yes, and I, who I heard happens to be, might be another um a voice in the in in this um in this retelling of this of this tale. He but, very he very well could be, and the you know the thing the thing about him is, you know, um, the the thing about Laris is that what he did was very intentional. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hmm. going to go... He's almost like almost like we were saying about the fool. Like, nobody pays attention to them. Yeah, to yeah. You know, nobody's going to pay attention to Lara Strong, the clubfoot. You know? Yeah. He's going to go sit with the ladies and eat his lemon cakes. But meanwhile, <laughs> he is listening to everything that's going on. And, hmm. you know, he's, he's going to hear everything that's going on. Um, and you know, probably report back to Lionel. Of course. Who, you know, he's got his own agenda. He, you know what, and I, and, and I'm, I don't know if this is true, but based off the trailer, it looks like he becomes the next Hand of the King. He, he does become the next Hand of the King. Oh my, okay, so, oh my goodness. Okay, so this is a little bit, uh, alright, I need to, I need to, I'm, I, I'm, having, I'm having a moment right now, Mike, I'm sorry. This yeah. is, this is some crazy stuff. Because, okay, alright. But you know what, I like him though. I like Lionel. I don't. I. I. I know because this is this is the this is what we we're used to when it comes to Game of Thrones and how he might he definitely I ninety percent sure he has definitely some ulterior motives. But I don't. Know, I like him, man. He's very smooth. And so far, the counsel that he's given unto um you know to Viserys um it's been to me it's been really um solid and, and logical and really makes sense. But now I'm wondering. Maybe he might have some type of hidden like um, agreement or team up with um, House Valerion because he was really, really um, persistent. Um, and at first, the series marrying um, I forgot her name, Lorena, the young, the young. Do you do you have phones? You have games on your phones, young child. Yeah, um, yeah, um, Leonor's sister. Yeah, yeah. And now he's pushing this onto pushing um this Lena. new one. yeah Elena and Lenor yeah absolutely so I think he no might... no he Lionel has always thought that that a that a marriage between the Targaryens and the Valerians were Valerians were the way to go and he's been pushing that agenda since the beginning yes yes so it goes back to what you said earlier. Like what is he? What does he benefit from all this? 
So he is well. I mean, I I think for one, his you know his position is has always been. Um, well, he moved on up now. He's he did move up and and to right, but he you know he is he's kind of unique in terms of he's very different from Otto. Mm. You know, um, Lionel Strong had originally. Um, he had originally originally trained as a maester. Um, he had trained in the Citadel. He had, I think, he had forged six or seven links of his chain before. Oh he wow! Went. Yeah, so he's a very well educated man. You know, he has a very strong moral compass, um, and I, I believe that that he is one of the few people who really has the interests of the realm at heart. Um, he's kind of like, he kind of reminds me of, of, yeah. of Varys a little bit. Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking Sam, but I can see Varys as well. Cause Varys really well, did. But yeah, Sam didn't really have any power, you know, but you know, Varys was, it was in the court and acting in a, you know, act, he had a role. He was on the small council. You know what I'm saying? Like he had position, but he was, you know, as he said to, Littlefinger, he was everything he did. He did for the good of the realm, you know. For the he, good of the realm, he, he said that really, multiple times, and, yeah. and he believed in the small folk, and you know, doing what he could to make life easier for everybody. Yeah, I really, I miss that here. I miss Varys. Just hearing you talk about him, really, he was definitely one of my favorites. So, yeah, I hope we get to see see some form of Varys, like you mentioned with um, Lionel Strong. How strong, and like, and I hope, and I hope you say too, because like, like I said, like just from my perception of him these past few episodes, he seems like a good guy. Like he seems genuine. He seems really authentic when he was talking with the with the king. But I'm over at this point. I have, my my guard is on with everybody. Like I I I don't I don't trust anyone in this show. I automatically think that everyone has a hidden agenda. And it's just it's just popping up everywhere. It's just oh, it's very interesting. Well, yeah, and that's a that's a very good way to to think about it. You know, I'm paranoid, Mike. I'm paranoid. Being paranoid, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, and it goes back again to what well, you know what Littlefinger told Sansa. You know, yeah, everybody's your friend. Everybody's your enemy. Yes, absolutely. You know, live that way, and nothing can surprise you. So it's. You know, that's that's the way you got to kind of look at this, you know, or Cersei's, you know, said it's when you play the Game of Thrones, you, uh, you win or you die. You win, you win, you die. That's literally top three of my favorite quotes of all times for that show. In the Game of Thrones, you either win, you die. She told it to Ned Stark. He didn't listen. And that's what happened. So I hope, I hope these players in this new game, or rather this old game, this prior they take heed to that type of advice. You know, they got to play the game and play it well. And like I said, I really do think Rhaenyra's is doing a great job of playing. She's not taking no for an answer. Um, it's even oddly enough, same thing with Damon as well, too. I think Damon's playing a long game. I can't I can't quite, you know, read him fully, fully, like what stuff he's doing, but he definitely has something happening. Maybe by him marrying... Um, or Rhaenyra's, maybe that's that's how he that's how he put, it's gonna play. But we'll see. I mean, I'm very 
Oh, I love, I'm so glad that this show's back. Like a show like this has come along, and that Game of Thrones talk is back. <laughs> I tell you what. I oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, like just Justin and I, like I started this group. Yes. Uh, we we started this group back when Game of Thrones was on on Facebook, and there's like what, 10, 12 people in it, mm-hmm. and and you know. And we'd always like comment on, you know, the episodes and, and everything. And then um, obviously it kind of fell apart, you know, like it just went dormant. But it is back, baby. Like it's back. Egg, like a dragon egg in the fire. I it, love it. <laughs> it's been reborn. Reborn. And, uh, too long. Oh, man. Like, we're, like basically every meme on the internet is in that group right now. Yes, absolutely. And I, I really do live for that that page and just those memes. And like you said, just seeing everybody just get excited for for it. And I was so nervous, Mike. I have to be honest with you. You know, when they first announced that this was happening, they got the green light. And then, the, you know, the months um, leading up to it, I'm like, right, is this really going to really top, to, in my eyes, the greatest show of all time? And, yes, I still stand by that, despite the horrible season that's um, – although I, like, I personally like – I might get stoned for this. Or this might be an act of treason, but I like season six. But I season seven and eight, though, that's doo-doo. That's trash. <laughs> but honestly, this show has been knocking it out the park. It's been really good. Um, it's a slow burn. Like, you know, when I see a lot of, like, it's definitely different from, like, Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones is a slow burn, too. But it's 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 good. I, I'm enjoying it. And, like, somebody that has not read the books... I'm very excited to see how this is gonna explode because I definitely see I see like a ticking time bomb. It's just gonna it's going to explode. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know what it looks like, but it's it's things are not gonna be be good. And we got four seasons of this. Very excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, first let me say that I have no problem with you liking season six. There's a lot of good stuff in season. Oh six. my goodness. Um. You know, there's a lot of really good episodes in there. I mean, you have Absolutely. you have Home, you have The Door, you have, uh, you know, Blood of My Blood, you have Battle of the Bastards, you have Wins of Winter. I mean, there's good stuff the last, going on. In, way, both, both of them masterpiece. Each episode, those last, especially those last we mentioned, were masterpiece. Ten yeah. out of ten in my eyes. So I have no problem with and And, you know, and, and there was, I mean, there was okay stuff in season seven. Um, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't as good, but you know, there was definitely some good things going on there. Um, you know, I think the Queen's Justice was a good episode. I think I really like Spoils oh. of War. You know, I mean, there's decent stuff. I mean, uh, you know, at the end it started to kind of, you know, be on the wall. It started to get a little off the rails, and then yeah, we talk about season eight where there was like basically one good episode. Which is the um, one night where I hope we're on that one, right? Or the no, one. well, no. Okay, so those two good episodes because I, I really, I the really night. like a Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I knew it. That's everyone loves that one. I and I don't, I don't blame them either. That there was a lot of magic moments in that yeah. episode. I really, really love that episode because there's so many good character moments. It's basically just people sitting around talking. Yeah, and it's a really, really great, and it's probably the last real time we got to spend with a lot of these characters oh, and really, man, just hit me to really the feel them out. And then, you know, and then obviously the long night, if, you know, you turn the brightness up on your TV, it's a pretty good episode. 
I yes, and that's so true. I thought I had to return my TV. I was like, something's not right. I just I just got a new TV, a new 4K TV. So maybe I should rewatch that episode and see if do. I can actually see if I can actually see it. Yes, I hope. Let me know how that how that turns out. I did. I did. I did break down like after the first uh, the first episode of House of Dragon aired. I did break down. I said uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch one episode of Game of Thrones, and I did watch Hard Home. And man, I missed. That's it. for sure. And how was that, that for you? Oh, I love that episode. That episode is that's probably my favorite episode in the whole series. Really? Um, I don't yeah, blame I you really, for that. I really love that episode. I can't I can't because that was that was oh my goodness. So well, there's, many just, there's just so much happening in it. I mean, one, you have that big battle that at the end with the Night King and everything, and, and the first hand. time you first time you really see the Army of the Dead. But you know, also you have, you know, uh Tyrion meeting Daenerys. Daenerys, like, yes. And them going back and forth, you know, um, and that is just really kind of worth its weight in gold. So I really, I really dig that episode. I, you know, I cannot disagree with you on that. That, yeah, that's definitely a masterpiece in my mind too. Because that, that, yeah, copy and paste what you just said with all of that. <laughs> Felt like, well, a yeah, I, th- I think, I think we're going to turn off all the lights in the house, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh. Put on the long night and see if I can actually see it. I hope it works out. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh man. Yes. I saw. I, I was watching this video today. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you. It was a YouTube video. It was basically. It was basically all the clips from Game of, from the whole series of Game of Thrones that all the memes came from. Oh please! Oh my goodness! Please! I would love that. I'll post. I'll post it in the group. Thank you so much. S- sorry for those listening. <laughs> we'll tell you about it. <laughs> you know what? I'll post the note. I'll post it in the show notes too. See, look at that. He's looking out for y'all. Because I would have never. Been... <laughs> oh man! All right, brother. Well, I know you've got a call to make, so I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. So I. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on. I love yeah, talking to you about this stuff. Me too. Maybe we'll just do this every week for the rest I, of the honestly, show. I would not. I would not be upset because there's so much going on, so much I I want to say, so much, so much speculation, and I like Mike. It truly is like a walking encyclopedia. So I always like to say, share my crazy theories and thoughts and hear hear your response, Mike, on on what, what you think about this. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll be honored. Because I love this, I love talking about this, and I'm really for some reason my mind keeps on. And I know we're about to end it off, but I, I want, I'm very curious about Allison still because, oh man, so much even with her and just and we didn't get to talk about it, but even with that conversation between her and Rhaenyra's and how Rhaenyra's just straight up lied to her. Oh, I think that's the real, that's the real breakdown we're gonna see. Well, that's, yeah, but also you gotta, I mean, you gotta understand that Allison is was kind of gaslighting her a little bit too earlier on, mm-hmm. you know, so they're both kind of working each other in, in certain ways. And, and, but yes, these, these two women kind of become the symbols of the, of the two factions on the two sides. Oh my um, goodness. And so, um, you know, I'll just say nobody lives forever. Oh, <laughs> 
See, now, now, now I'm thinking that's not a question of when or if they die, is how. Now, so that's going to be my new mystery. Or, you know, as they, as they say in Bravos, Valamorgolas. Oh! No! All they must die! <laughs> oh, all women. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I think after my call tonight, I'm going to have to rewatch this um, the fourth episode. Rich, I do not recommend watching um with your parents. No matter what age, just don't do it, y'all. Don't don't watch any of it with your parents, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. <laughs> they should gave you a little warning with that one. It was just yeah, or any family not. members in that case too. It was just it was very it was interesting it was an interesting experience. An interesting way to bond. <laughs> I mean it's not as it's not as out there as it was in especially the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, but that was, you know, that was kind of like, yeah, we can, so we're going to. Yeah. You know, uh, Rendell and I were kind of talking about this on this week's episode. Like, you know, back in the early days of prestige TV on cable, like they were just kind of doing everything, everything they could do because they could and they could get away with it. And they yeah. were really trying to differentiate themselves from like, you know, broadcast TV and like regular TV networks that, you know, had standards and things and they're just like yeah man we could just do anything we want to do and we could say anything we want to say and blah 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 blah. but even that got boring after a while and, yeah and and some of the some of the talent started pushing back on it yeah i saw that too even with game of thrones like you see the later seasons they were not they were not less less of those scenes or stunt doubles you know body doubles. right body doubles or whatever and you know, and I thought that the scene, you know, the scene that they did with, um, with Damon and Rhaenyra was, you know, it was it was very respectful of her. I thought. Yeah, I think they uh, both both the scenes, both her and with Christian Cole, I thought they were, it was very respectful of her. And um, well, you know, they had a female director this time around. So they, they did have a female director, which and they have women writers. Um, and they had a woman director do that episode, and I think that's huge. Yeah. That's a big thing, and that's a big statement. And Millie Alcock has said that she felt very comfortable doing it, um, and they made her feel very comfortable. And, and I'm glad to see that, you know? Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that they're willing to, to do that for, um, you know, do that for their actors. Oh, absolutely. That was good. Yeah. But I look forward to it, yo. Yeah, definitely keep in touch. I'm looking forward to it for next week with more questions and uh, reactions. Yeah, especially because we're going to have a wedding episode. So there's gonna, oh. I, I guarantee there's going to be stuff to talk about. I need, my, I need to find my best suit, Mike. I got to figure out a nice tuxedo or something to wear. <laughs> That's it. You know, some little, body armor, little music in the background, little Reigns of Casimir, maybe. No, if I ever go to any wedding and I hear that, I'm meeting, without question, I'm getting up and leaving, okay? That's it. <laughs> All right, my brother. I will, uh, we'll, I'll, I guess we'll talk, uh, we'll talk next week then. All right. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to seeing y'all talking with you next week as well. All right. Peace out. Follow Margolis. <laughs> I forgot how to say it. Was response back? Yes, I have pronounced. Dollar to Hyrus. Oh yes, what you said. <laughs>